0: Skippy, the video podcast. Yeah.
1: Wait, should we make it Christmassy? Yeah,
0: I was trying.
1: Review, review, review.
0: Ding dong, ding dong. Review, review. One seems to hear movies of good cheer from everywhere filling our house. Okay. There
1: we go. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to the review podcast. My name is Anthony. And I'm Bree. And this is a podcast in which we review movies. And then we review movies. We watch a movie that one of us has seen at least one time. We look at it, we absorb all of its essence, and then we come in and we regurgitate regurgitate it, it and give our thoughts, whether they're good, bad, somewhere in between. Um, we, we just gab. Let me just gab we got about the gift it. of gab. Listen, uh, special episode. This is our last actual movie review be- review before we rebrand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, next week is the reviewies. We're gonna give out some awards uh, meaningless, superficial awards for a bunch of different categories of things that we've done throughout the year. But uh, Elf, Elf is the movie that we're discussing today, and it is going to be our last movie. Before we hit the new year and rebrand into a strictly horror movie podcast. Name unknown as of right now.
0: I had a few cool ideas, but he didn't like them.
1: What were your ideas? Remember the reboot reboot, but it's like, oh my God, that the reason why I am like hesitant to do the reboot reboot podcast is because um, nobody's going to search it up like nobody in their right mind searches up that. Those two things together. <laughs> um, so it, we've got to think of a name, and if anybody has any suggestions, always feel free to shoot us an email or something. But um, yeah, we, we got to meditate on it over our uh, over our honeymoon, maybe on the plane.
0: Maybe I was going. Oh, re-book. we're time
1: traveling right now. We're already on the honeymoon.
0: <laughs> Whoa,
1: wow. As you're listening to this, Anthony and Brie are eating sushi at Epcot. Right? No. No,
0: Japanese fried chicken in Epcot. Yeah. Or we're eating. A baguette.
1: Croissant.
0: A croissant. No. Okay. Poutine. Poutine. We probably have, if you're not watching this day of, you might be watching a couple days later. We might be at Morimoto's restaurant in Disney Springs. We'll be all over that snitch yeah going everywhere yeah
1: what are you gonna get at morimoto's
0: i am like debating between the orange chicken because you know how i feel about orange chicken it's delicious
1: yeah but i mean so shut up no 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 i'm gonna give a compliment here it's like morimoto is superstar chef i know he has like a bunch of different ramen like it's gonna be good regardless of what you get it's gonna be good
0: i know he has like a bunch of different ramens and i'm like should i get a ramen should i it's up
1: to you it's up to you. And
0: I know I'm going to get, like, dumplings. Like, that's already a given. Mm-hmm. Like, there are dumplings on the menu. They're going in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want them. What was
1: the thing that at Mongolian beef or Mongolian steak?
0: No, oh, there's just, like, fillets.
1: Oh, yeah, fillet.
0: And I, you're, it's $59, but I said... Fillet. I told him, because this is to celebrate him graduating college again. Grad school. Grad school. Graduating college times two... And for his birth, so go crazy, I'm paying, but also like don't go crazy, I'm paying.
1: That fillet is uh, quite expensive.
0: I know. You might not even get it. You might get like a ramen. Yeah, you
1: never know. You never know. I'm and, like, Even though my heart is kind of set on it, but you never know. I could change my mind between the time we're recording this and the time we're at and the Morimoto. There's that
0: one cookie place that I wanted to take you to as well. That's in Disney Springs. What's it called? I forget, but remember it had that banana bread chocolate cookie. And I was like, that looks like thebomb.com.
1: Yes, indeed, thebomb.com. I am so excited to be... On our honeymoon and just eating good food. We I mean, we have reservations like, at different places. And I'm like
0: just so excited. Like we're going to be our guests and I'm like, I'm excited because I'm like have- a
1: little less excited of I'm I'm an adult going to Disney, so I'm like less excited about the rides and like more excited about the food.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna like get us cargo. Yeah, you are
1: gonna get the S cargo. I said I will not eat the S cargo. It's too expensive for me to buy and then not like. But if you want to try I'm
0: an adventurous eater sometimes. Some,
1: yeah, I I'm challenged picky, you I'm on picky this earlier. I'm picky with
0: Asian food. And there's a reason. I like what I like. I'll try new dishes, but I, I don't trust the-
1: New dishes or nude
0: dishes? New. Oh. Like there's the one place I like close to our house that I've gone to multiple times. And I've gotten like a bunch of different stuff from there. But then we tried a new- Chinese restaurant, and I was having an anxiety attack because I was like, what if it's not good? Then I just wasted money. I know the other place is good. So that was my whole issue. But issue wasn't that I don't like the food. The issue was I always get orange chicken at every single place I go. What if I don't like the orange chicken? But it ended up being really good. And now that's a place it's closer than the other place. So the other place you're dead to me. Because I found a new place that's closer and I don't have to drive 10 minutes. I could drive like three minutes.
1: Oh, do you want to tell everyone what we had for dinner last night?
0: We had Pizza Hut. Please sponsor us. We had this like. You can't
1: out pizza the hut.
0: No. Okay. So we had like, it was like a holiday box and it comes with two pizzas and Anthony got like a 10,000 husband points yesterday. Because we originally were going to get one cheese and then a cheese and pepperoni, even though my favorite pizza is mushroom and black olive. Gross. And I haven't had a mushroom and black olive pizza since I lived with my parents because Anthony doesn't like olives. And I was like, oh, you know. I'll t- I've had
1: mushrooms on my pizza before. It's okay. It's like tasteless. but <laughs> Oh,
0: no. It has like a I don't really think it, good it, taste. I don't think
1: it tastes like anything. I oh think it's gosh. just like a texture that's on the pizza.
0: No, it tastes so good. And then so I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just have cheese and we'll get a pepperoni. And he ordered it. Not me. He ordered it. I paid for it, but he ordered it. And then it comes with breadsticks and cinnamon rolls. Cinnabon cinnamon rolls. And so we order it. We pick it up, we bring it home, I, he opens up his pizza and he's like, I went a little crazy with my pizza and it was a pepperoni <laughs> and bacon pizza and then he pulls out mine and he's like, I got you something special and I open it and it's mushroom black olive. I was like, yes,
1: Merry Christmas, the
0: best pizza. I finished that whole pizza. I ate the last of it this morning.
1: I still have a few pieces of my bacon pepperoni pizza that I'll have later.
0: I just really enjoy a good mushroom black olive pizza. I used to get it all the time. I don't know who introduced me to this pizza combination cuz nobody in my family likes it. Not a single human being in my family. She stayed
1: the night at somebody's house and they got it or Maybe. something.
0: Maybe. And I used to so my mom used to get the party size pizza um half cheese half cheese and sausage and peppers and then with the party size pizza the place we used to go to sometimes you could get a free like small pizza and the free small pizza was always the mushroom black olive pizza
1: oh is that and i would always and i I would always
0: had no like my mom wouldn't buy me
1: she'd specifically get that one free pizza yeah okay so you get
0: the free pizza with the mushroom black olive my dad would eat it but like my mom didn't like mushrooms now she does because she was missing out all these years she's like i don't like mushrooms i'm like how how most delicious fungus i've ever tasted in my life so good
1: (laughs) as opposed (laughs) to what other fungus (laughs) (laughs)
0: um my mom wouldn't even make like um beef stroganoff growing up because she doesn't like mushrooms Mm -hmm. And I would make it for myself. And then my dad didn't like beef stroganoff, not because of the mushrooms, because my dad doesn't like cream sauce. So we'd never eat Alfredo growing up. So living with Anthony has been so crazy because he does love mushrooms and he also loves Alfredo sauce. So I make mushroom Alfredo sauce all the time. So good. And that would be something that would never happen in my house growing (laughs) up. My dad loved red sauce. See,
1: I'm not, like, that big of a fan of red sauce. Like, I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite, but you know? that
0: is, like, my signature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: at my Like, my dad... Well,
1: growing up, I never had Alfredo sauce. Like, my mom would always... My grandma would always make red sauce. So I forget, like... I think I had Alfredo for the first time in college at the dining center. And I was like, whoa! <laughs>
0: but I make sauce... So- like, most of my sauces I make homemade. My red sauce that I make homemade, my dad requests it at every holiday. Unfortunately, I will not be at the holidays this year because we're going to Disney. So my mom's like, how do you make your sauce? And I'm like, it's hard to explain because I kind of just like a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, you're like every Italian woman
1: ever. My grandma used to do that, too. Like she never wrote anything down. I
0: don't write it down. I'm just like, it's just like you put like enough and you taste as you go. I'm
1: very like rule based. So I have to follow something really strictly because I'm a horrible cook. But I can never like you always say like. Just put a little bit of garlic powder on it. Like, how much is a little bit? You got to be specific with me. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: When I was sick with the flu um, last weekend, it was like he was making pasta for us. And he's like, how much? Because alfredo i'll cheat because alfredo is hard to it's butter and cheese that's i've all. made
1: alfredo by scratch before it's difficult
0: it's well, just it's not difficult it's just time consuming it's just cheese and butter that's all alfredo sauce is mm-hmm. it's cheese and butter you could add cream to it but like the authentic I made like a
1: really intricate version of it that i found online and it was like All of it. The authentic... seasonings in there and everything. uh,
0: Alfredo sauce has... It doesn't have a... It's not a cream-based sauce. It's a cheese and butter-based sauce. I've made it from scratch before. It tastes delicious. But I do like a cheat around make it from scratch where we'll buy the jarred sauce of Alfredo. But then I use chicken stock. I use Italian seasoning, garlic powder, pepper, salt... You'll toss some Parmesan. And actual Parmesan cheese in it and it like changes the the flavor of the sauce to the point where anthony's like this is delicious <laughs> well
1: that mixed in with the mushrooms which have <laughs> seasoning and butter and all that good stuff
0: i'm pretty like i'm a pretty good cook i i was so say- I
1: well i was telling my students like um i when i and mom sorry if you're listening to this but like i grew up pretty much not being exposed to a lot of like different foods or variety of foods that we'd always have like the same thing and it would be like very little seasoning we'd use like lemon pepper <laughs> on everything that or, like, was like the pepper. hardest thing
0: to like j- like take out we don't use it at all anymore. i don't
1: yeah i don't eat really we don't use lemon the lemon pepper, pepper but
0: i had to like pry the lemon pepper out of this man's hands he would make peas <laughs> with lemon pepper like every week I'm like, it's so good brie and i'm like this is how i was taught and I used to, oh I used to make pork chops like once a week when we lived at our apartment and the pork chops would come with the pe- lemon pepper peas.
1: The lemon pepper peas, yeah. <laughs> lemon pepper peas um but pork then chops. you so we would get pork chops all the time and we were like a year into living together and, and Breeze goes, I don't like pork chops. I'm like, What the fuck? Where were you for the past year? Like, why did you let me make why did you make pork chops for us if you didn't like it?
0: Well, I wanted your love
1: <laughs> so like for a year she was just like eating stuff that she didn't like
0: but it made but you happy i, I don't
1: care <laughs> you know i can eat like chicken every we, meal. we do
0: eat chicken like every day except sometimes we'll have ground beef with like white people tacos and mm-hmm. um white i make a, a lote. i make a really good hamburger you do i do
1: that yeah, you do. I had to make burgers for us last week. They were too. okay. They, they were, were good. They were good. Come on, they were
0: good. <laughs> they were really good.
1: I've made like specialty burgers for you before. Like I made that poutine burger yeah, from the Bob's had, Burgers. Because it has recipes. Mm-hmm.
0: He's comfortable with the recipe. He's not comfortable with when I'm there, just telling him a, l- a little bit of this.
1: No, that I can't handle it. Like my <laughs> brain can't function properly.
0: And I, I, I guess I'm excited for florida because i don't have to make food it's it's a a week where i am just eating other people's food Mm -hmm. i'm so excited i'm also not excited though to just be bloated and feel like garbage for like a week because i'm like i have gi issues Dun, 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 dun. My tummy will hurt the whole dang time. Beam, 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 beam.
1: I, I apologize for being on my phone as you were doing that little dance. Um, <laughs> we're we're almost in our fantasy playoffs for me and my friends, and it's getting it's getting pretty intense right now. Um, one of my friends, well, all of my friends, was making fun of me. The other, I'm in first place right now, as of this recording. I'm in first place. And our finals are coming up, um, our playoffs, and we have one week left until the playoffs. So I'm facing one of my friends, and uh, He's
0: talking a whole lot of shit yesterday. They were
1: talking a mad amount of crap,
0: and and Anthony stayed out of it. He was because like, my, I
1: I got this court. I got Kirk Cousins. I picked him up because I didn't trust my other quarterback, and they were all making fun of me for getting Kirk Cousins. And then like the game comes and uh he's in negative points he's in negative points for a little while and they're like oh how's that Kirk Cousins street they're all making fun of me uh Kirk Cousins comes back in the second half of the game and scores me 40 points when he was projected to get like 20 so ha 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 they're all talking crap I don't know if I'm gonna win we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon the games really haven't begun yet but um I I don't know if I'm gonna win but that Kirk Cousins um he he treated me real nice he treated me real nice on that uh fantasy week and uh they were eating their words brie they were eating their words eating because them. um all i had to do was say uh kirk cousins yeah yeah huh kirk cousins huh and they all just shut up so yeah they should yeah, shut up now um now they're all worried and this is great because i'm probably gonna win this league <laughs>
0: I just got, sorry to be on my phone as well. I just got a offer for 25% off my next WWE shop purchase. Nice. Cool.
1: Is that in addition to whatever deals that they have right now? Oh, I think so. Let's get that title, baby. <laughs> Gotta get that universal title. Sir? We'll see after we'll this see. podcast if we can mix <laughs> and match deals.
0: We'll see. Because
1: if we can get 65% off, then um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go get that belt. <laughs> i'm a belt collector these days i got the um i got the wwe replica belt i got brie a women's championship replica belt i got the big gold the uh, world heavyweight championship i bought the ring of honor world championship and my pride and joy just came a couple weeks ago the uh aew replica championship so like we're we're trying to collect gold here give it to me yeah i want all the gold yeah um, anyway, um,
0: maybe we should get into our movie. Perhaps, 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 we should. perhaps, perhaps not <laughs>
1: mumble, <laughs> mumble, perhaps, jumbo, jumbo perhaps not. <laughs> okay. Um, Brie, what was the movie we watched today?
0: We watched Elf. Yes. To I was off. excited because this man never watches Christmas movies. He never wants to watch my, all my Christmas movies that I want to watch. He always says no. I did. No what did Christmas I say before movies. we even put? I Elf don't on. like Christmas movies. He said, "I don't want to watch this." I
1: kind of don't want to watch it.
0: <laughs> and I said, "Oh my gosh, you're such a Grinch."
1: I'm glad we watched this instead of The Grinch.
0: I love The Grinch. Oh, my gosh. So Anthony and I have a tradition, and it's the only tradition that I can keep him sticking to, is every Christmas Eve, we watch the SpongeBob Christmas special, where they sing about the very first Christmas coming to Bikini Bottom, and like that's the only thing I can get him to watch. We'll take, like, a
1: Christmas Eve and we'll start watching, like, all different Christmas episodes of shows. Like, we watch a bunch of Futurama ones, a bunch of Simpsons ones, South Park ones, and we finish off with Spongebob.
0: This year, we're probably just going to watch the Spongebob. Yeah,
1: unless, like, other channels at Disney have any of the other... I love, love, love the uh, Futurama one with Santa.
0: I'm excited to spend Christmas Eve... Just hanging out with my husband, though.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and same. You know,
0: your husband too. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not coming on our. Trip. <laughs> he's not coming.
1: <laughs> um, so we watched Elf, and I was not excited to watch this movie, but I did enjoy the movie. My
0: favorite part of this movie is the spaghetti.
1: Okay, so there's some, like, funny IMDb trivia about this movie. First of all, Brie, I want to lead with... It's been almost 20 years since this movie came out. The movie came out in 2003, starring Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, James Conn, Mary... Uh, God, what's her name? Uh, the, the one that plays the mom. I can't never pronounce her last name. Uh, God, let me pull it up. Uh, um, Mary Steenburgen. Um, and bob newhart the movie is directed by john favreau written by david Berenbaum, uh released november 7th 2003 and uh the budget was 33 million dollars guess take a ballpark guess in how much it grossed worldwide
0: um like 500 oh no no not yeah. that much 300
1: close uh 225.1 million dollars wow. so Commercial and critical success was Elf, a modern Christmas classic. I told you, I asked you when we started watching this movie, I'm like, when was the last time we've had like a classic Christmas movie came out? And that's what you said. uh, I think it was Elf. And I'd have to agree with you unless I can think of something else. Because after The
0: Grinch, it was like Elf. Yeah. And I think, you want to know why I think that? Why? We push out so many Christmas romance movies but like we, crappy Netflix. Like, no, yeah, like Netflix, Hallmark, Hulu, like made for holiday romance movies. Because I eat those up. Nom, 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 nom.
1: But when was the last time we had like a, a, but, a Christmas movie from a big studio with big stars and a big director attached that um you like, watch every year? You know, it
0: hasn't been since now. Because I would even say the newer Grinch movie is not as successful as the live action. Mm-mm. No version of the Grinch
1: no like the it's the animated one, right
0: yeah the new animated one where he's kind of just like sassy he's not even like a hater he's not the mean one He's not a mean one he's the sassy one
1: but I think elf was the last like Christmas classic so there's some cool IMDB trivia about this movie where and I'm going to reference it as we go through um, Bob Newhart is in the movie and plays Papa elf who is Buddy's adopted father. And um, they almost got Chevy Chase to play the role. They wanted Chevy Chase for Papa Elf, but Will Ferrell hated working with Chevy Chase and SNL so much that basically it was like, you cannot cast Chevy Chase. They got Bob Newhart, and Newhart was read the script and was like immediately enthralled by it. Um, He immediately, like, told the stories that he told his wife, like, this is going to be a movie everybody watches every year. And he was right. And that's kind of a cool thing, right? Um, This was Will Ferrell's first outing as a leading man. This was the first movie that he starred in as a leading man um, and proved that he could hold a movie as a leading man. But he didn't achieve... um, super we should say superstardom until a year later when he did Anchorman that was when everyone was, oh Will Ferrell Will Ferrell Will Ferrell but Elf was like the thing that kick-started that and I think you had a really good cast that worked with Will Ferrell you had a really good script that they were working with very creative script and creative direction from Jon Favreau now the question that I want to ask you before we even get into the minutia of the movie is Do you think that there should be a sequel?
0: No. I think it's good the way it is. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just like, why would you put a Grinch sequel? He wouldn't. The first one says it all. Like, what's the second one going to be about?
1: There are some things that I think don't need sequels. So they're coming out with this Joker sequel, right? Like, I don't think the Joker needed a sequel. But I'm going to have to wait to see what the movie is like when it comes out. Because there's no way they would have gotten Joaquin Phoenix for a sequel Unless it, the script was really good,
0: right? They wouldn't have gotten Lady Gaga. Yeah, like she doesn't just attach her name to anything. She's so, very picky. There are
1: movies that come out that I'm like, no, I don't think that they need a sequel. Um, we watched, we saw Smile, the horror movie Smile, a few months ago. I looked at that and I was like, I don't think we need a sequel to Smile, even though they probably will do it. Um, there, there's like, like you think of horror movies and it's like, oh, does this movie need a sequel? Christmas movies, on the other hand, I don't think we even get, well, Santa Claus, but did we need it? Do you think that we needed three Santa Claus movies and a TV I show? Just
0: like, I just like the Santa Claus. Yeah. I don't think we need the TV show. I,
1: I've i heard good things about that. you have not heard good things, You politically, you've not heard good
0: things. I won't watch it just because I don't like Tim Allen as a person.
1: Oh, yeah, but
0: I, I've heard some I'll still watch things. the Santa Claus, though, because that was before he was crazy
1: Mm mm-hmm um I maybe he was always crazy Tim Allen yeah he's like always crazy (laughs) (laughs) um they'll make you star in a Christmas movie with Tim Allen no No! (laughs) um but I'm trying to think like other Christmas movies that have gotten sequels and I can't think of very many there was conversation about an elf sequel in like 2013 and 2014 um guess who put the kibosh on it Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell put the kibosh on it. He said um, "It when they pitched it, it did not sound like it would be a good movie. And he's like, I cannot in good conscience go and make and promote something that I truly don't think would be good. Which is weird because he often com- lately, you know, in the past few years, Will Ferrell has been popping out some stinker movies. So there is a little bit of rumor Floating around uh, that, Will, Fer- Will Ferrell and uh, John Favreau did not get along very well. But I couldn't find a lot of details on that. I couldn't find a lot of things that corroborated that, other than the fact that they disagreed creatively on the direction or the tone of the movie. Where, as the story goes, Will Ferrell maybe wanted it to be a PG 13, more cynical christmas movie like a almost like a parody or a satire and john favreau wanted it to have more of a family-friendly light-hearted tone like that we ended up getting in the movie uh that's the only thing i was able to find about like favreau and will ferrell not liking each other but then i was reading some other stuff about how they gave gifts to one another like they filmed with just the two of them and they joked around on set a lot. So I don't know how much of that story is true, mm-hmm. but, um, that is, that is out there that, um, the only, the only person that says that they might have had some sort of, uh, I- idea that they didn't like each other was James Kahn, um, who played Buddy's dad in the movie. He was in an interview in like 2014 and was like, it's not happening because Will and the director don't get along. That's the only thing that's been out there about um, Favreau and Ferrell not liking each other. So I'm bound to believe that it's not necessarily as true as it's being reported. Um, but it's interesting, you know, if, if there is a sequel. Now, this is a movie that had such critical and widespread acclaim that it spawned off a Broadway musical as well. Um, and
0: uh, everyone, everyone goes, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? For like years. After the movie came out.
1: Well, they still do it today. I will I will still get elf references like in passing today. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? And you, you even told me, you're like, we should make the spaghetti.
0: I do. I see people on TikTok making the spaghetti. I want it.
1: Will Ferrell, the story is that behind the scenes, they had to shoot that twice. Will Ferrell eating the spaghetti with all the syrup and the um, candy and the Pop-Tarts in it. Um, because the first time he ate it, he threw up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: so they had to film it twice
0: i bet it. they tasted- said like will
1: ferrell would get so many headaches on set because of all the sugar that he had to eat the entire time like when they're when do you know when he's at the doctor and he's eating the cotton balls that's cotton candy it's just not dyed. so like there's little tricks that they did in the movie to make it seem like stuff was happening but they ended up just making will ferrell eat like a ton of sugar the entire time,
0: I am going to make the spaghetti for you. No,
1: please don't. Yeah, I'm not going to eat it. Come I'm on, not eating it. it
0: would be like an experience. <laughs> Wait, this is so nasty. No. He threw up. I mean, yeah, I think it's a te- it's a texture thing, not so much the taste.
1: No, I think it's a taste thing. for No, sure. it's
0: spaghetti. Spaghetti is a pe- little kids eat it. There's like yeah, a- because
1: they're little kids and they eat candy like it's religious to them.
0: I'm going to make it this week prepare one day you'll be like we were supposed to have this I'm like no we're having the elf pasta and you're gonna be like no
1: then no i don't like that i don't like that we're not doing it yeah we are um listen to this imdb thing because we were talking about that scene in the movie where buddy gets to new york mm-hmm. and he's just like bothering people <laughs> um i i heard a story and i don't know how true it is but I feel like I read something a long time ago about how that was all – not all of it, but most of it was improvised, and those were, like, real people that he was messing around with. Um, so IMDb says, On the final day of shooting in New York City, it was just director John Favreau, Will Farrell, and a cameraman driving around the city looking for locations to shoot. They would jump out and ask pedestrians if they would be willing to be extras for the movie and make some quick cash while Pharaoh paraded around acting like buddy, the elf much of the montage when buddy first arrives in New York city was filmed then, um, such as when he is getting a shoe shine and jumps between traffic. So some of it was improvised. Some of it wasn't like they even go on to say like, uh, do you remember in the montage when buddy starts eating all the gum off of the railing? Mm-hmm. Um, that was all planted there by the production crew. You know, that wasn't real. I was like, but then the, the, scene was where, like, the scene where he ugh. jumps behind somebody that looks like Santa and says, Oh, are you Santa? Like, I think that's an actual interaction that he <laughs> had with somebody <laughs> and it made it into the movie. So it's super interesting. Like the behind the scenes of this, uh, movie the everything they did with the north pole to make the elves smaller and will Farrell like much bigger isn't cgi it's forced perspective so it's all like practical stuff that they used um
0: how did they make him sitting on papa Elf's lap Forced perspective
1: i have no idea movie magic brie no idea ask favreau
0: well i know i know how they made him look big they just made everything else small
1: yes it's similar to um what was luck of the irish that we watched when the little leprechauns are like tiny and it's like man the production design (laughs) to make like a giant spoon
0: yeah they just made everything (laughs) else huge Uh uh-huh
1: yeah so there's a lot of cool imdb about this and um I was looking at at some of the stuff like they were able to use the Rudolph like everything from Rudolph in this movie because Rudolph accidentally was public domain (laughs) (laughs) like they screwed up something in the copyright. So um, the production crew took advantage of it and was able to use like um, the way that the elves are dressed, for example, is the way that they're dressed in Rudolph um the, the little snowman. like the, the snowman the little puppets and everything that's all rudolph based and they were able to use it because rudolph like accidentally was public domain for a little while <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really really cool um imdb uh backstory here they had the script written since 1993 and they were just like waiting for the right time and the right circumstances to to put it in there um yeah, Bob Newhart really loved the script. Um, the apartment that Buddy's dad lives is the same apartment apartment building from the exterior that Dana Barrett lived in in Ghostbusters. The same apartment building from Ghostbusters. So second week in a row, we've had a Ghostbusters connection <laughs> um, to, to both of our movies. Favreau would observe his one-year-old son to get ideas of what Buddy might do. um favreau mentions when he feels buddy knows he's doing bad or believes he's doing good um which is fun and it's a little game throughout the movie does buddy know that he's doing something inappropriate or does he believe that it's just good (laughs) um so there's there's a lot of cool stuff that that's in here about the movie and we can talk more about it as we go on if it comes up in conversation but lots of cool behind the scenes
0: Okay, so we open up.
1: If you can, we didn't take any notes on the We didn't movie. take any
0: notes. Um, we open up with a, like, Papa Elf is telling the story. Like, this whole thing is a story that's being told to us. Very much like a children's book. Like a children's gremlins book. Like, oh, like, a ch- a children's yeah, book.
1: like Gremlins, kind of.
0: Yeah, it opens up with, like, a dialogue piece. Um, we get the whole, like, Buddy was an orphan. He was in an orphanage. Ma- Mom gave him up for adoption and later died. Um, Dad never knew Buddy existed. Buddy's name wasn't even Buddy.
1: He was wearing diapers that said little Buddy diapers yeah. so that when he crawls in Santa's bag and they realize the babies, they're like, oh, his name's Buddy.
0: And they knew exactly where he came from. They're like, he must have crawled in your bag when you were at the orphanage. Why did they give him back? Because Papa Elf wanted a t- always wanted a child but never had the time.
1: I said Santa has an affinity for children, babies, soft spot for babies.
0: I know. And he was in an orphanage anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, But I love how this movie is like, um, it's lighthearted in the sense that it is a fish out of water story that Buddy is a person who, do- who belongs to neither the elf world or the human world. So he's trying to like figure out where he belongs is he truly an elf or is can he be like a normal human being in new york city um but then there's like moments where buddy uses his elf talents that he learned at the north pole like to his advantage in new york
0: when he works at grumbles yeah and he turns the whole place into a winter wonderland like if you if like that was your job like he'd be really good at that job like you do like christmas scapes during the holidays, he'd make all his money during one like part of the year, and then you'd have like the he rest of the year. He did it in
1: one night.
0: Yeah, think about how much money you could make. Yeah, like doing that for a living.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like when Buddy's in the North Pole, he grows up. And he's with all these elves and obviously he's growing up much bigger than everybody else. And he had like a mustache he, and they, he was
0: like <laughs> like six foot three. What is the
1: uh, the snowman Leon, the one from Rudolph, tells him is like, Buddy, how did you not know that you're a human? You had a beard when you were fifteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, and you're six three. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're
1: six three. You've had a beard since you were fifteen. <laughs> but like, buddy's like, I can't believe I'm not an elf. And it's such a funny interaction I, I because also, they they're they're all keeping the like, secret from him.
0: It's kind of like vindication though for Buddy when he finds out he's not actually an elf cuz he compared to elves was very slow. Like didn't do the best job. But
1: we talked about this when we were watching the movie. It's not like Buddy's bad at being an elf. He just underperforms. He's compared just not to, as good as the other elves. Like
0: 80 something sketches sketches is still really good by, like, people standards, but, like, the elves are making 250 of them. Yeah, And In the yeah. same time, he's making, like, 80. Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, Buddy learns so much at the North Pole when he lives there for majority of his life that he brings those talents with him, and, like, then when compared to other humans, he's, like, really, really good at this stuff, right? But I, I like that they they keep this like sense of optimism in this movie where i was telling you it's so easy to have a script where it's all the elves bully buddy into leaving and going to find his dad but they're all keeping the secret because they want to protect buddy and even like some of the elves are like the worker elves say like i just feel bad for him like he's He doesn't know he's not an elf, but he's underperforming and he's not doing the job, you know, as good as all of us. Like I just feel bad for him, and it's not bullying or anything. Like no, none of these elves ever talk shit about Buddy
0: to his face. No,
1: not even they talk. Well, they talk about Buddy.
0: Buddy's killing me because like we gave him a job. Really talking
1: crap though. That they
0: like took him off the job. They laugh at him or anything. Yeah, they took him off the job because they don't want him to be in the way.
1: Yes. They're trying to find a good place for him considering his situation, but also trying to protect him by not letting him know he's human so that he fits in. And I I think that it's so easy to have a movie where the elves do bully Buddy out of the North Pole so that he leaves because he doesn't fit in. But because the elves are positive and optimistic, it forces Buddy to make that decision on his own right? Yes. So we have a character who isn't pushed out of the North Pole by the other elves into New York City. We have a character who's like, I need to figure this out by myself. And I think that's a really um, important thing to put into the movie. And also to keep Buddy's um, charisma up and also keep Buddy's like, childlike excitement for Christmas up. Because like, if the other elves were just like a-holes to Buddy, he might not have been as cheery in New York City, and like inspired everybody else to have some Christmas cheer. You know what I mean? And Santa's like super duper supportive of him, and Santa loves Buddy. Yes. Um, the elf that plays the uh the actor that plays the elf who is the head of the toy shop that says, "Oh, Buddy's killing me." Um, do you recognize that actor?
0: Kind of, but I'm not. I didn't. I had to from... look it up.
1: Um. I can't remember the dude's name. He is the actor who plays Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Your favorite Christmas movie. He plays the little kid in Christmas Story. I hate that. Yeah, you don't like the Christmas story. It's
0: the worst. I hate that they make you watch it. It's like on a one channel for like the whole day. I think that like is horrible. And your grandmother used to play it. Oh my God. My grandmother... Yes.
1: Yes. She loved my. Well, my grandpa loved the Christmas Story too. Like that was like one of his favorite things. So we would
0: oh, we would go to um, Anthony's grandmother's house on Christmas Eve. We haven't gone in like couple a couple long- years since the pandemic. Yeah. And she put it on, and I was like, I turned to Anthony. I'm like, I fucking hate this movie so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, I I don't. Um, it's not my favorite christmas movie it's like my
0: least favorite christmas movie
1: what would you say is your favorite christmas movie
0: my favorite christmas it, movie? don't
1: say the grinch you're gonna say the grinch
0: it's the grinch <laughs> <laughs> i would maybe have to say elf
1: is maybe my favorite christmas movie
0: it is the grinch but i really like the original cartoon grinch yeah
1: mm-hmm. i would say that or was my- frosty Oh, she's looking at me like I'm an alien for saying Frosty the Snowman is a good Christmas movie.
0: Happy birthday!
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you making fun of me about I,
0: it? I just think you're hilarious. Okay, so he Frosty's just, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so he leaves. All right, he's got. He, the, my favorite part: the narwhal. Comes
1: oh, with all up, the puppets, like
0: comes up. He's bye like, buddy. bye buddy and buddy like travels to the seven uh levels of the cane to cane forest and the gumdrop um like sea or whatever or and he's like and then um the brooklyn tunnel or something yeah like that. the lincoln tunnel the lincoln tunnel <laughs> is the last stop and i'm like Interesting. There
1: are There's a story like they almost caused an accident in the Lincoln Tunnel because so many drivers were just like looking over and seeing Will Ferrell in
0: his costume, just like walking through the tunnel. Um, and then he gets to New York City and like he has a snow globe and he knows what the building his father works in looks like because he has a snow globe. Yes. He gets there and they, he gets mistook for a Christmas gram And they're like,
1: well, then we before even before that, we get the uh, montage of Buddy in New York, uh, world's best cup of coffee. Congratulations, Congratulations. you
0: did it. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: I was telling Bree, I'm like, man, just like watching Will Ferrell in this role. God, he really commits to this character. And it's he does. Like, he like it's he, so infectious. He
0: feels like it is like a childlike wonder. Yes, it's like what would happen if a adult person was brought up in an environment where there was never like disappointment and never misfortune, <laughs> and everyone was happy all the time,
1: in like loved, loved, loved you, loved. you didn't Christmas. have shame
0: because no one would make you feel embarrassed. You so you don't feel shame.
1: He yeah. He has no shame at like, all Like,
0: because. And, like, you just really love Christmas.
1: And that's why, again, it's important that the elves didn't push Buddy away, that they were protecting him, basically. Um, I think that it. I told Brie, I'm like, dare I say, Will Ferrell may have deserved an Oscar nomination for this role. Like, it's really, really good. He commits, he yeah. really does. And, and, it's tough to compare, like, I don't know what was nominated for the Oscars, at the, like, who was nominated for Best Actor at that moment in that year for the Oscars, but it, it's incomparable almost because you take, let's say, whoever won that year maybe did, like, a hard drama, and it was like, wow, that is a really powerful performance by that person. But these are different movies, and these are different tones, and the performance is different based on the tone of the movie. So like, Will Ferrell can still give this like really, really infectious and, and good performance, but it's not the same as somebody who like did a really hard drama, but they're still both really good performances yeah. in their own right. The, uh, James Kahn at the uh, premiere of the movie told Will Farrell that he might have gone too over the top in in the performance but then they sat down and watched the movie and con was like okay yeah it's like really good
0: <laughs> <laughs> um he gets to his dad's building and um he's like I'm your son and the and his dad's kind of like
1: his dad works for a children's yeah. book company. And
0: he's kind of like a Scrooge. He's not a
1: Scrooge. Well, he's he's on the naughty list.
0: Yeah. and um, He doesn't really pay attention to his child that he has with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, not they're not doing well, the company he works for. They're not doing well. Well, he,
1: they, they established this thing where it's like we published a book with two pages missing.
0: And even with the two missing pages it, it still would have make... it still would have been a bad book, yeah, and he has still Christmas Eve to like come put, up with a good idea come up with a good idea or like he's done um so buddy comes up and he's like, get out of here, blah blah, blah kicks him out mm-hmm um buddy doesn't understand like really what's going on that's where he gets into that grumble buddy
1: doesn't understand why uh Walter is basically like being mean mean like he doesn't like but 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 he's like cool with it he's like that's my dad i'll get him i'll get him
0: i'll get him he (laughs) goes to the department store and he's like picking up a gift for someone special and he doesn't understand (laughs) that it's supposed to be like a gift for like a woman lingerie it's lingerie he doesn't get it he's like oh my dad is someone special i'm gonna get this gift for my dad (laughs) um he gets mistook for one of the elves that's supposed to be working at the store and that's where we have, like, he's working, and then... He's not really
1: working. He's just kind of wandering yeah. around the store. And then
0: the, the manager's like, so we got to get ready. Santa's coming tomorrow. And Buddy's like, Santa! I know him. I know him.
1: I think that's one of the things that gets quoted even, yes. like, in modern day. I know him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Santa, I know him, yeah.
1: But it's basically like, you... You made Will Farrell a five year old child. Like these are the kids that you would teach in, in first grade. Oh yeah. When it comes down to this stuff. Like, yeah, I remember you telling me the story about when it first started snowing. Like the first oh, day that yes. it snowed and the kids were like
0: my first year teaching <gasps> My first year of teaching, it started snowing in November. It started snowing. One of my first graders looked at me and he's like, Miss B he's like, Is it Christmas? And I like, <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, Honey, it's November. I was like, Christmas is a month away. I was like, "It's snowing though for the first time this year," mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh," and I was like, "It made my day." Is it Christmas? The kids associate snow with Christmas, and they they have like that child like they don't understand time, like first graders like the the whole school has lost their minds starting in the first of December. Yeah, like they they all do, go into
1: Christmas mode.
0: They all go into Christmas mode. We have I haven't been able to teach really all December. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm teaching, but are they absorbing? No.
1: No, they want Christmas. They want
0: Christmas. They're like, how many days till Christmas? And we'll do a countdown with them. Because like all the ki- my kids this year celebrate Christmas. Last year, w- I had one who didn't, and they just celebrate Kwanzaa. So you don't want to go Christmas heavy if there's if not every kid celebrates Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. In my district, it's very Christian. So we do have like Christmas trees and elves and things like that going on. But... And it's like loud, but I make sure to teach all the winter holidays. So I teach Kwanzaa, um, I teach um, Hanukkah, and Christmas. And not only do we teach all of those holidays, but we teach how Christmas is celebrated in different countries. Because even within different countries, it's well, celebrated differently.
1: Yes. And that brings me to my next point that we missed in this movie of when we're at the North Pole we start establishing very early on that there are people in the world that don't have any Christmas cheer. And so like that's a problem that the North Pole is facing. It's like, well, as the years are going by, people have less and less Christmas cheer.
0: And the Buddy's like, well, who do they think brings the presents? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a nasty rumor going around that it's the parents.
1: Yeah, and then I looked at you. I'm like, so...
0: How do, how do,
1: how do the, So the parents have to know that Santa exists because otherwise, where are these presents coming from? Or are they just all in agreement that we're all taking credit and for? And then
0: it? I turned to Anthony. And I said, if we have kids, Santa's gifts, are they wrapped or unwrapped?
1: Oof. I I always had Santa's gifts wrapped.
0: In my family, when I, we were younger, my parents didn't wrap all the Santa gifts. Like, but like we had a Barbie dream house and the Barbie dream house was not wrapped. It was just under the tree. Mm-hmm. And- there's nothing, and I think if I was to go, I would probably do Santa gifts unwrapped. Everything wrapped is from mom and dad. Everything uh-huh. unwrapped is from Santa. My, um,
1: my mom used to wrap the Santa gifts and just say like "from Santa."
0: <laughs> she still does it. She and still so does it my that. mom. Yeah. Um, my, I'm like, mom. There's I, literally no children. Like there was before my brother had the his two sons. There was literally no kids in our family. Still got Santa gifts. Yeah. Now we get Santa gifts, but the kids get more gifts than anyone. I just bought my nephew's gifts and it was not, they're huge gifts. They're not like super expensive, but they're like ginormous. Yeah, they're big toys. Big toys.
1: Now, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, when you, so we were, we were the same age when this movie came out. We were probably like eight or nine, right? Maybe like seven it. or eight. Maybe. And did you j- when did you, and spoilers, skip the Santa conversation in the next five minutes if you don't want to hear this. When did you learn that Santa was not real?
0: I think about first grade, first, second grade, because I had when gone- When you were like six
1: six or seven? Yeah. Oh, man, I went longer than that, I man. think
0: it was, I, unfortunately, I'm nosy. Uh-huh. And I went underneath my mom's bed. Did we
1: tell this story last podcast? I think so.
0: I went underneath my mom's bed and I saw that the gifts were from Santa- and I was like, "Oh my god!" I saw my mom. I had, I had like, once. you know, like my life flash before my eyes. I realized Santa wasn't real, the Tooth Fairy wasn't real, the Easter Bunny wasn't real, like all the same time. I
1: think I was in the third grade when, and I just remember going to my mom
0: and be like, "Mom, and I was like, is is Santa is Santa pretend?" <laughs> and then ha- being told, "Now you have to keep it a secret because you don't want to ruin it for your sister."
1: That's what my mom told me. But with all their kids in my class. Um... I, w- I think it was in like the third grade, so I don't remember how I was. I know my I was, first but... graders
0: still very much believe Santa is real. And I try as their teacher, because there are some kids who are, like in the class who don't believe in Santa and their parents never told them to keep the magic lie sure. for other people. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, oh, well, maybe Santa doesn't come to your house because you don't that believe in him. is crazy
1: that we just have this like collective lie that we <laughs> are all in agreement you with? Know, that- and
0: I'm like rude about it. I'm like, maybe Santa doesn't come to your house anymore because you don't believe in him
1: wow wow that's harsh
0: i know they're trying to ruin santa for other kids though like i think you deserve to be you know harshly put in your place it was like one year we had my friend's dad come as santa claus and the kids all got to sit on his lap and um they all got like a little trinket toy and like it was so magical and i told some of the kids i was like do not spoil this, that santa is not real for these kids because i had one and he he wanted to the so jerk. bad so bad Again, a jerk about that's, it. I, to the point where we made a we had a little joke with this one child and my friend's dad dressed as santa gave him coal candy like uh-huh. gave him coal and he was like oh. and i was like no <laughs> i was like he's and then santa gave him his gift and i was like this I looked at him. I was like, that's for almost spoiling surprise. I was like, don't mess with, I was like, do not mess with other kids you and the magic Santa. And I was like, and I had talked this. I was very close with his mom. His mom was in my room almost every morning. And that was because he had behavior issues. It's a different thing. Mom and <laughs> I, like we still talk and I don't have in, any of her children. I had him five years ago. Mm-hmm. Still talk to mom. Um, but it's just it's it's nice that we all collectively lie so that magic. It's
1: crazy how we but do that.
0: It's like the one magical part about the holidays. When you watched this
1: movie and you were like a kid that still thought that Santa existed. Did you think that that was actually Santa on screen or were you just like, no, it's an actor playing Santa? I don't think
0: you realize that the people on screen are actors until you're like a little bit older
1: yeah that like everything exists i when I was a kid, I thought that well, when you turned you, on when you turned off the TV, like things, everything stopped, everything stopped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's like a kid thing. like you don't have like object permanence, right. like you don't understand that I think it's hard because like what I teach in first grade is that like people that are not you have hopes and dreams and feelings.
1: You're not the main character.
0: you're not the main character. Mm-hmm. and I tell the kids all the time. I'll be like, you have a main character syndrome. I was like, you think that this is the whole class is about you? But guess what? I was like, there are 21 other people in this room that have um, come to school to learn. So you need to zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket.
1: Yeah. In a world where there's like 7 billion people or whatever. You're not the most important one, and it's
0: hard. It's like because some of these well, kids, it's, it's easier grow to explain
1: that to kids than it is to explain that to adults. I know, but you the have the to think important. some of the
0: kids uh, that come into my room are f- like they don't have younger siblings; they're right. only children, um, and they have only children have main character syndrome, unless their parents teach them something different. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of my behavior issues are only children.
1: Not what ones that don't have siblings. Yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: Like they have the worst behavioral, like issues, because they're used to, you know, being the main character. Yeah. At home, like at home, I get what I want. Or they have siblings that are significantly older. Like I have one in my class currently. His sister is in high school. So imagine you are like you are the baby. Like your sibling has already had most of their life without you. Right. In it. Um I love this kid though.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I love all of them, but For I sure. love
0: I especially love my one student who has a diagnosed behavior like problem because I work with him like constantly. He's like my shadow. I ha- I have a couple like shadows. I have one student in my class. She drives me nuts. But I said, if I was to have a child, I bet this would be exactly how my child would act. Because mm-hmm. she is like me. She's a mess. She's always talking. She's like. The end of the day on Friday, she had like at one point scratched. She wears a ponytail every day. Scratched her head. And so a bunch of hair was up and bumpy in the front. And she looked so disheveled. (laughs) And I was like, honey, do you want me to redo your ponytail? And she's like, yeah. So I like constantly redo this girl's hair like almost every day. Mm -hmm. And she like has holes in all her clothes because she makes the holes because she likes little finger holes in her shirts. But sure. She's just she she drew on her. We wear uniforms so the kids wear white shirts she drew like a picture on her white shirt and i was like (sighs) i was like what's your mom gonna say when you walk home you have a a, a picture on your shirt and marker Mm -hmm. i was like i'm lucky they're white shirts we just throw them in the wash with bleach Oh yeah. my gosh. That's what I had uh, that's why we shouldn't have children cuz that's what the type of kid I'm going to have and it's going to like stress <laughs> me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to be a mess. All
1: right, on with the movie. Okay. Um so we are at Gimble's department store and we meet Jovi played by Zoe Deschanel, and she is just uh, a young woman working in the store to make money and, and she doesn't really care. She doesn't really like, they don't
0: really interact that first time more than like, you're really good at Christmas. You, I haven't met someone who has my same um, affinity for elf culture.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, when he finds out Santa is coming, he like spends the whole night getting the store ready for Santa because in his mind, when he heard Santa is coming, he thinks it's the actual Santa Claus. Sure. Um, so he spends all night. And then in the morning, we hear some, like, singing coming from, like, the locker room. And so, it's Baby, It's Cold Outside, and Jovi is in the shower singing. And, uh... Well, don't we see the
1: one uh part of the movie where... Walter is walking to work and he looks at the department. That happens after he passes gimbals and sees buddy sleeping. That happens after the scene with Jovia
0: and him. And he kind of, he sings along with her at the end. They go, baby, it's cold outside. And she's like, get out, get out, get out of here. And that's where he goes and sleeps in the display case. And while his dad is passing by, he goes, dad, dad. (laughs)
1: You can't hear him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's really funny and um then when jovi and him are having a conversation afterwards that is that when he tells her the best way to spread christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear and he starts singing i'm
0: singing Uh, uh, (laughs) he's
1: like no singing in the north pole yes (laughs) there is we do it all the time
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) but he um she's like um she wants to talk to him and he's like, Oh, I did this. And they're like, You did this? Like, they're kinda pissed about this. <laughs> Cause he like did like a bunch of he, like, like redecorated oh the my whole God, store. It's
1: crazy. And like, um so this fake Santa comes and Buddy's like all excited.
0: And he's like, Who are you? You're not his Santa Yeah. Law. He
1: tells him you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> and serious. then they end up fighting. Um buddy and the fake santa end up fighting and they had to shoot that scene in one shot one quick go because they destroy everything that's in the department store that buddy built including like that big lego skyline that he built that buddy builds overnight and they didn't want to rebuild it the production design didn't want to redo it so like you guys got to get this in one go and they did it
0: um and then we have like he gets fired well a restraining order he can't come back into the store (laughs) and um he goes back to like his dad he keeps trying to sneak back into his dad's office and he brings up the name of his mother
1: no he sends the picture yeah the card
0: yeah and so he's kind of like i'm gonna take you to the pediatrician <laughs> and who is a friend of his? The Played by John Favreau. Played by John Favreau. And they do a blood test um, to see if. But Buddy's- that whole interaction
1: of like Buddy at the pediatrician and he- just like he can't sit still and he can't like focus on it had to have been improvised because like the way that they all talk to each other seems like this isn't like a, a screenplay. It's just like they probably told Will Ferrell just be annoying and like don't sit still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, Will Ferrell's eating cotton balls and, like, doing magic and just, like, refusing to sit still to a point where, like, they're trying to get him to um, – he's sitting on the side of the little table that the kids sit on. And they're trying to push his legs to the front, and he keeps putting them back. <laughs> um, and he's, like, que- questioning the doctor, like, why is there paper here? <laughs>
0: um he finds out that the buddy is in fact his son yeah and he's like oh my god but then they the doctor starts
1: relating it to like maybe he's reverting to a childlike state of dependency because like he's meeting you for the first time like you just need to be supportive of him you just need to be there for him so walter tries his best and walter's wife is is actually
0: very accepting of it very cool about it she's like oh he's gonna he should stay with us and
1: you said you told me you're like what if that was me Like how would you react? I was like, well, if you had the kid before we got married didn't know that it was there was a kid, I'd probably be okay with it. I was like, but like that that's the thing, is like there's nothing in this movie where any of these characters act maliciously or nefariously. you could have easily had it as Walter's cheating on his wife or something. And no, everything's kosher and clean. And it's like,
0: he never knew that the kid existed. Yeah. He doesn't
1: act. He doesn't act like a genuinely bad person. And I think that's what makes the movie so enjoyable is like, you want to see Walter get some Christmas cheer but it's hard to do that if you establish that he's cheating on his wife or he has cheated on his wife of like forty years or whatever.
0: And the first meal they eat together is spaghetti. And we are sitting at the dinner table and he's like, Um, can you pass the syrup? And she's like, <laughs> the wife's like, I didn't put out any maple syrup, and he's like, It's okay. And he goes into his um uh sleeve and he's like, I have, I brought some. And he dumps maple syrup on his spaghetti. And he's eating his spaghetti with maple syrup, and like they're just talking. Like he drinks a whole two liter of soda pop on his own. Yeah. Well, um, then
1: he tells the the family all the, the food elves groups. have four food groups: a Can- uh, candy
0: canes, candy candy, candy canes, canes, candy, candy corn, corns, and syrup. And syrup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, if you notice, in um, the elves workshop, instead of like a coffee, um, a thing to pour coffee, it's syrup in the background
0: (laughs) candy candy canes candy corns syrup (laughs) yeah
1: um so like the white walter's wife is just like you like you just got to be accepting like you got to be nurturing
0: and he's gonna stay here because we're not gonna like let this guy just like live on the streets
1: yeah um he's your son so they try to leave him home
0: the first time they leave him home (laughs) (laughs) well they wake up and he is destroyed the TV stand because he made a uh, rocking chair. He only got forty minutes of sleep, which he said a very restful forty minutes. Like that's all, like sleep. Got
1: a full forty minutes.
0: And then he made everyone's spaghetti for breakfast. He puts
1: it in the bag. And he
0: puts it in a bag for lunch. And I'm like, this. I told Anthony, I was like, this is my favorite part when he puts the spaghetti in a bag for lunch. It's so funny. She's like, Buddy made us breakfast, and it's like pasta with syrup, syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and there's red sauce on it that's like the part that
1: but then like buddy calls his dad when his dad's at work um about the radiator it's yes. like, there's a horrible noise.
0: And he's like, no, that's not it. And then he gets closer. He's like, oh, it is just the right. <laughs> in
1: And uh, that's where we get the scene of Will Ferrell putting all the candy and the Pop Tarts inside the spaghetti and eating it. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe he just ate that thing. Like, he's legitimately eating all of this food. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> like, he is so committed to this role.
0: And they find out, like, they can't really leave Buddy home alone because... Well, Buddy picks up the other the other son, his Michael. brother, his half-brother yeah. from school, and they cut down a tree together, like and it's a felony. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't leave him home alone anymore. Well, Bud-
1: Buddy and Michael start to bond a yeah, little bit.
0: Yeah, because Buddy saves Michael from getting bullied by these kids by being really good at snowball fights, like inhumanly good. <laughs> As snowball fights, but that he was brought up at the North Pole with elves. Like he—that's what course. I'm saying. Like Buddy, compared
1: to other humans, is good at being. And an elf. he,
0: the Michael, gets him to ask out Jovi, and like they really bond. But it's gotten to the point where like they can't trust Buddy to be home without supervision. So. Walter's like can you take off work to stay home with buddies and she's like no I have important stuff to do she's like why don't you take him to work with so
1: I think we have to stop for a moment and acknowledge that James Kahn is like an award winning actor he's like a, a heavy drama actor too and they got him for this movie and Favreau was like, we didn't know what we were going to get with James Khan And the fact that like he was able to hold it together in the face of Will Ferrell for the entire movie is like a feat to behold. And um, especially like you got James Kahn, who's like an acclaimed actor. And there's the scene where he's tucking Buddy in. And, and Will Ferrell goes for the tickle fight. <laughs> it's like you got James Conn to be in a tickle fight with Will Ferrell.
0: I think my favorite Will part Ferrell. is when he picks him up from the police station and Buddy goes to like hold his hand yeah. and he hits him. <laughs> they said that he weren't going to come, but here you are. I knew you would come.
1: <laughs> so uh, he takes Buddy to work and Buddy's got work clothes on and he sees but uh, Walter's receptionist he's like, do you remember me? <laughs> he's like, I'm in work clothes now.
0: <laughs> and Buddy keeps getting in the way of Walter getting his work done. So Walter's like, where can I put this guy? So he's out of my hair. He's like, oh, the mail room. Not knowing, Buddy's going to get into trouble everywhere he goes. This guy, he meets in the mail room. He's getting along well with. He pulls out liquor and he puts in his coffee. And Buddy's like, syrup and coffee? Why didn't I never think of that? Because he thinks that guy has maple syrup up his sleeve. Because he's in elf mode elves keep maple syrup in their sleeves like they always have maple syrup so he puts it in his coffee and then we got him and his friend laying down drunk
1: and this guy goes i used to have dreams like i'm 26 years old i
0: turned to anthony (laughs) i was like oh my god (laughs) no way that man is 26 years old yeah and so buddy's causing a ruckus in the mailroom to the point where Buddy's dad has to go down mm-hmm. to the mailroom and like, get him and get him <laughs> cuz he's causing such a ruckus. So
1: eventually um they uh, I think I'm skipping around yeah, here. Yeah,
0: there's like uh,
1: they Buddy and Jovi go on their date and, and he
0: brings her to the coffee place and she's like, "Oh, it tastes like a bad cup of coffee."
1: But it's like throughout the entire movie Buddy is um, has this very infectious Christmas cheer that he spreads on to and other people. And I think people.
0: what's attractive about Buddy to Jovi is he's just like genuinely the nicest person. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say this. Women genuinely and generally do not go for hyper-masculine, like really good-looking guys with zero personality. That's not our that's not our that's not our thing not to marry not to or marry like be in a long term not to be with. in a long term relationship with I mean I had my fair flings with stupid men in the past but
1: dummy yeah
0: but the person you want to spend time with is a person who like is genuinely like funny and sweet and like of joy to be around mm-hmm. and that's like buddy like Joey's infected by like the fact that he genuinely thinks this is the best cup of coffee they're like he loves Christmas tree he took her to see a bunch of different Christmas trees and she's like wait till you see this one and brings her <laughs> oh, to yeah. the time like the big Christmas tree in Times Square and it's like it's a she's genuinely just likes him yeah the person and that's just nice
1: um so Walter in his um quest to get a, a good story written it invites this like pro very proficient uh children's author
0: played by peter dinklage P- played
1: by peter dinklage and if we know in.
0: anything about peter dinklage the actor he is a little person yes
1: and he um but buddy comes in to tell and say i'm in da- love his dad about his date <laughs> and um is very mean unintentionally mean to
0: because you the have the children's say, author buddy was grow- grew up around elves
1: So, we we, were saying like this is a a really little person. We were saying like this is kind of an offensive scene. But if we're going based on what Favreau said about Buddy, it's like, is Buddy doing this to be mean? No. No. Is he naive? Yes. Yes. Does that give him an excuse to be mean? No. No, Which is why the consequences come for Buddy at that point. You know, Uh, just because you don't know you're being mean doesn't give you an excuse to be mean. Yeah. And so. He gets beat up. He gets beat up. And then um, his dad basically says, get out of here. Like, I don't want to see you anymore. And mm. Buddy writes a note on an Etch-A-Sketch.
0: But he's, like, leaving. Because <laughs> or... Buddy's, like, really he, good at the he, Etch-A-Sketch. He, ap- he apologizes and he's leaving to the point where Michael, the brother, half-brother, comes to his dad's office and, like, Dad, like, Buddy's gone. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, and he's distraught because he does have that bond with buddy and then he's like dad we need to go find him and dad's like in the middle of a meeting like his important christmas eve meeting and dad doesn't want to leave at first and he's and the, his kids just like you never care about anyone but yourself yeah and that's kind of like reality check for dad to the point where he's like we're gonna have to reschedule a meeting and the, his boss is like if you walk out of here like you're done and he said up yours and leave but it's also
1: <laughs> this like moment where if you put yourself in Walter's shoes and you just found out that you have a, a child but it's like an adult person you know do you it does that automatically elicit love you know is it, is it still unconditional if I just found out that I have this kid and the kid's like 35 years old um
0: but it does show this is unconditional love for your child
1: Mm-hmm. like
0: he does care for buddy to the point where he left his job yeah knowing full well he was going to lose his job right if he left and then we go on this whole santa sleigh the engine falls off
1: the very the very first thing that they mentioned in north pole is that people are losing christmas cheer because of that santa's sleigh goes down and he loses the engine and buddy ends up finding him in central park and um Sam's like, oh, geez, I'm glad I ran into you because I need somebody that can fix this engine and like, oh, you're an elf. You can do it. So meanwhile, all the other people of New York City see something crash into Central Park. They have no idea what it is. They clear out Central Park, and we're seeing these news reports of the eyewitnesses that say that it was something that came from the sky. Some kids say it was Santa, and they dispatched the New York Rangers to find out what it was.
0: We get this really funny picture. Oh, God, news. it's hilarious. In the newscast, they have, like, buddies, like, walking around Central Park. They got a video they get, footage. And like, they get, like, a, a blurry photo. He looks like Sasquatch. <laughs> like down. the
1: classic picture of Bigfoot walking. <laughs> they it's just Will really Ferrell recreate it. So
0: Will Ferrell finds Santa. Santa's like the engine fell off about over there. And then while he's looking for the engine, he runs into Michael and, and Walter. And he takes them both back to meet Santa Claus. And it's kind of like Walter's like, he wasn't lying. Oh God. <laughs> he's like, this guy wasn't lying. And Jovi seeing him on TV, she leaves to go to, to Central Park.
1: Yes. So the issue is now, like, we've got the engine kind of working, and we're flying away, but then the engine blows off. The, now, the only way to truly get Santa's sleigh to fly is it Christmas how Year. it was originally supposed to be flown um, before they added all the technology to it, which is Christmas cheer.
0: And then you have Joby going the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And then she starts, even though she said at the very beginning, I don't sing in front of people. Mm -hmm. She starts singing. And, like, everyone starts singing. And the other person not singing is Walter. And then when he finally starts singing, that's when the sleigh really flies. Yeah. And you get this magical moment of, like, Buddy's in the sleigh with Santa. He's waving. He's saying goodbye. And we get, like... Then we have Papa Elf returns as a narrator mm-hmm. and talking about how Walter started his own publishing company and his first book was about an elf. Buddy. Like an elf in New York City.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, they're like, Buddy comes up to visit from time to time and they establish a Buddy. Buddy is now...
0: Living a human living,
1: life. Well, living both worlds. Like he still goes up to see the North Pole... Uh, once in a while but it also has his life in New York and he
0: has a baby with Jovi and
1: they have a kid and um, Favreau said something along the lines of they wanted the ending to be kind of a cliche where it's that trope of the outcast in the third act of the movie is now Showing, like, they have some important... Like, they are the most important thing to the story to solve the problem. It's like, now you need the outcast. And that's that's what gets established. And even though it's a trope, it fucking works.
0: <laughs> and it's just, like, such a sweet ending to the movie. Like, he gets everything he wants. He gets the girl. He helped save Christmas. And he but it's not that Buddy gets, gets
1: everything that he wants. It's because but of who Buddy is that... People are just naturally like um, influenced by him in positive ways. So I think it's a good little cap to our Christmas. um, I had fun. This
0: was like the most fun I've had uh, watching a movie.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't looking forward to it. Oh, man. I think it also had to do with the pizza box.
0: I'm uh, honestly thinking. Yeah, I think it was just a good night. It was like we got the pizza box and then we like were watching the movie while eating pizza and cinnamon rolls and breadsticks. And I just think I was having a good time.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, and it was snowy outside. Like I know. It was it's been very snowy
0: and Christmassy. Christmassy vibes outside. It's supposed to get like super cold. Like the day we leave to go to Florida. Let me check the weather prediction. It's supposed to be in, in our town. Eight degrees is the high that day.
1: I'm, I don't care.
0: Uh, I'm out. The when we get to Florida, the high that day in Florida is sixty eight degrees. On Christmas Eve, it's supposed to be it's gonna be cold. It's supposed to be forty six degrees.
1: Yeah, we're probably very on cold Christmas right now, Day it's gonna to
0: be forty six degrees. <laughs> the I think the highest it's, it's gonna still, get up to it's it's is like nice. 60. Uh,
1: where we live it's like So cold. No, it's like we're used to it. I know, so, but I'm,
0: we have some... I bought like a bunch of shorts and I I'm probably not going to nope. wear a single pair of shorts. It's probably going to be jeans or like leggings the whole time.
1: Yeah. Um, All right, Bree. So let's wrap this thing up now that we went through the uh, the whole thing. Um, Overall, your thoughts?
0: I love this movie. It goes on my top 100 list. It is literally a, like a classic. you got to watch it.
1: Yeah. I think this is truly the last modern Christmas classic that we've had. And the movie came out almost 20 years ago. So, um, Hollywood, get to work. Give us another Christmas classic, please.
0: Poor favor. We have
1: the, um, Santa Claus movie that just came out this past month with David Harbour and John Leguizamo. Didn't
0: see it.
1: Violent Night. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go see it this weekend. We just didn't have the time. No, but...
0: we're super busy right now. We're we're at, we're teachers, so we're in our busy mode. We don't go on vacation. We
1: all we have to watch Black Adam tonight. No, we don't. I would like to watch Black Adam tonight.
0: You can watch Black Adam tonight.
1: I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't watch TV. I only... So, this is an argument we have sometimes, me and him. Because I don't watch TV. Like, I don't watch it. Like, I never watch TV. If I'm going to watch something on TV, it's going to be a movie. I don't really watch TV. Like, he will be gone for a night and he's like oh i won't be home you're, you're on your own for dinner and i'm like what do i do when he's not here to talk to because like i'll literally just be on my phone um, yep <laughs> and so i put on like all the adams family movies
1: oh that was fun though when you had those on and i walked <laughs> in and i caught the beginning of the or i caught like the last act of The original Adams Family movie, and I was like, "This is great."
0: And I was like, "I'm gonna put on Adam Family Values. I don't care if you yeah." And then we watched the
1: whole movie. (laughs) I think we did. We watched the whole movie, didn't we? And that's when I told you, I'm like, "God damn, Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester is perfect." Like, I don't know how anybody look like how any of these actors uh, act opposite of Christopher Lloyd and like look at him and keep a straight face.
0: Because he's like in this like a ridiculous fat suit. He's in this ridiculous fat
1: suit. He's got these ridiculous sunken eyes and he's making these ridiculous facial features. (laughs) (laughs) Like these movements on his face.
0: The point is I don't watch like TV shows.
1: Yes. Um, Like we're in the middle of White Lotus. And I like it. And we've been in the middle of White Lotus for like two weeks.
0: It's just like very, very hard for me to want to sit down for an hour and watch TV. Yeah. So we probably won't get back into it till this week when we have some downtime. Yeah. Like maybe tomorrow. You don't want to
1: watch it tonight?
0: No, we're going to watch Black Adam tonight. I can't watch an an hour, like two hour movie and then also a one hour show.
1: Bree, did you know that the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change with Black Adam?
0: <laughs> I'm just excited. He's out. Can you
1: believe it? Oh, <laughs> my God. They're all out. Okay. It's insane. Okay.
0: Anthony, does this make your list?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it makes my list. That's good. I think the list will be irrelevant come the next two weeks. Oh but... yes.
0: Um. So <laughs> stu- tune in next week for the reviewees, and then hopefully in the new year you enjoy our rebrand. Um. We're not sure what our new um brand is going to be. Uh. We're probably going to do record the reviewees within the next like couple days.
1: Listen, we got like a six-hour plane ride or some something like it- collectively a six-hour. No, plane I- ride. No, no.
0: He- we are going to figure out this name so we can announce in the reviewees.
1: Oh. Uh. Oh, so
0: we're not recording the <laughs> oh. reviewees. We were going to
1: record the reviewees like no. right after this. We're
0: not recording the reviewees today because I have decided that I want to announce our.
1: You don't want to record the reviewees today?
0: No. Oh, I
1: wanted to do the you. I didn't want to do the reviewees today, and then you're like, "No, we're doing the reviewees today." And I was like, "Okay, I guess we're doing the reviewees today." But and you now you you're telling me no, not... we're not doing. No, the we haven't agreed
0: on a new name. I want to announce the new name on the reviewees.
1: Okay, then we got to agree. Okay. Well, well I men. hope you
0: enjoy the review podcast. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast: Apple, Google, Spotify. Yeah, don't
1: even bother going to our socials at this point because yeah, we're don't just follow re-branding. us on
0: don't follow us on social media because our stuff is going to rebrand. Um, you can follow me on you can Twitter follow him, him on Twitter. One, if you want to get a hold of me, well, you got to go through the seven levels of the candy I knew, you were, say that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it.
1: I knew you were gonna say it.
0: Um, yeah, and I'll be I'll be in there. Just yep, mind my business. Maybe hanging out with a narwhal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Let's wrap this thing up. So, yeah, uh, you can find us anywhere we get our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can join us next week for our
0: final
1: final episode of 2022. And the
0: final episode of the review podcast.
1: uh, Before we rebrand. We will be back next week. Come find us. For the Reviewees. I'm Um, Anthony. And I'm Bree. And this is the Review Podcast. Signing off. Review.